uplifting one another and how we treat one another and how we can just love on one another. God, I just pray that you will show us exactly what you need us to do today. We love you so much in your precious name. Amen. Please be seated. have we here? I'm sorry, did I scare you? Well, sorry, sometimes it just can't be avoided. I suppose I could knock, but with all the other people, I thought you were having a party. Yes. Well, what are they doing? Oh, I see. They're making you comfortable, helping you. They must be pretty good friends of yours then. Well, how long have you known them? One year, huh? Oh, one month? A week? One day? Well, you sure do know how to win friends. I suppose you'll do the same for them someday. I'm not sure they enjoy this relationship as much as you do. They seem to be pretty unhappy to me. should try a different angle. No, not that kind of angle. Why don't you try making them comfortable and helping them? Try serving them for a change. Yes, you serve them. I'm out of my mind, you say? Not realistic, am I? I've got it all wrong? How long do you think they'll hold up under these conditions? Oh no, I think they're giving out. Do something! But you're losing them! I don't think anyone can help you. What a shame. 
you really blew it. Don't get mad at me. I gave you fair warning. Yes, I'd say that relationship is pretty dead. Yep, that one too. Aren't you going to try to revive them? I think you could do it. It would take a lot of work, though. I know it can be done. And I'm sure it would be worth it. There you go. Look, we have help. Now, wait a minute. You're not. Oh, dear. You sure do have a way with people. Open your Bibles up, if you would, to Matthew chapter 20. It's on page 697. I wonder what you gleaned from that drama that we just had. I wonder if you saw yourself, even even a little bit, in terms of heart. Because today I want to talk about your heart. We talked about our heart last week. I want to talk about it again this week. But a different component of it. Last week we talked about generosity. And today we're going to talk about serving. But it's another one of those messages that honestly, I have to tell you that it's almost impossible to teach this lesson. Because this is about your heart. This is about my heart. It's about about what's going on inside. And what we saw in this drama was just the outward expression of something that was going on inside of his heart. And that's what we saw. Well, today we're going to learn about somebody else's heart. In fact, a couple of different people's heart. And one of the hearts that we're going to look at is a mom's heart. And you know, there's one thing that absolutely amazes me about moms is that's how sacrificial they are, especially when it comes to their kids. And if you're a mom or you probably grew up and you saw your mom and all the things that your mom did, you were probably absolutely amazed how somebody could keep giving so sacrificially on our behalf, just out of pure love. Well, we're going to see this mom's heart. If you will, turn to Matthew chapter 20, verse 20. We're going to dive right in and see what God has to say to us. 
It starts out, Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down asked the favor of him. Now who is this mother of Zebedee? Zebedee's sons. If you recall, two of Jesus' disciples were James and John. And so this was their mom. Their mom came along with the two sons, the two disciples. And she came to Jesus and said, Hey Jesus, could I ask you a favor? And he was like, what do you want? Verse 21, what is it you want, he asked. She said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit on, at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. It's kind of interesting. Just stop and think about that for a minute. I don't know. Maybe you can imagine your mom. I couldn't imagine my mom doing that. I couldn't imagine my mom going up and saying, Jesus, do you think my son could sit on your right side in heaven? I mean, I can't imagine that. But she did. She came up. She was bold enough to say, hey, you know what? When you get to heaven, um, let these two sons of mine rule or sit on these two thrones right next to yours, Jesus. Well, he said to her, I think he was taken back a little bit by the question. Verse 22, he says, you don't know what you're asking. And then Jesus said to the two brothers, can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? They said, yeah, we can. That's what they answered. Now, what's he talking about? He's talking about the cup of suffering. Because he often referred to it as the cup of suffering, that he was about to go in Jerusalem and he was about to give up his life for the whole world. And he was going to suffer dearly and God was going to raise him up. And so they said, yes, we can. Jesus said to them, verse 23, you will indeed drink from my cup. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. And history has shown that these two brothers were martyred for their faith. Because they believed in Jesus, they were killed. So they did drink from that cup. Verse 24. This is where probably we come into this. Uh, When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Do you know why they were upset? Because they were beaten to the punch. That's why they were upset. It's like, why didn't we ask for that first? Why didn't we ask if we could sit next to Jesus when when we got to heaven? And they were upset, and they were upset with the two brothers because their mom came to their rescue and tried to beat them to it. Well, you know Jesus... He called them all together. There's a great teaching moment. And he said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Kind of like the drama or even take advantage of people. Verse 26. Not so with you. This is for us. Instead, would you say this with me? Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. What does that mean? I want to focus. I'm not going to preach long today. But I want you to really hear it. Because this has to do with us. It has to do with our hearts. And what God would love to see in every one of us. Because it's an expression of our heart. And so I do. I want to talk about your heart for just a moment. You know, when I came to Messiah a little over two years ago, one thing that absolutely amazed me was the heart of Messiah that serves. 
I don't know if you could even comprehend how healthy Messiah is. And it shows. It shows because there's something that's happened in your heart. God's grabbed your heart and you've naturally served. Let me just walk you through. This is, what, um, this is just a portion of what you've been doing. Angel Tree, House of Mercy, Prison Ministry, Via de Cristo, Marvelous Mondays, Wonderful Wednesdays, Ignite, Fusion, Kids Creek, Preschool, Kitchen Ministry, Putting Roofs on for People, St. Paul Pontiac, Stephen Ministry, Missions, Mission Trips, Food Pantry, Open Door Ministry, Journeys, Camp Messiah, Cutting the Lawn, Office Ministry, Young Adult, The Bands, Worship Ministry, Audiovisual Ministry, Streaming, Lift, Funerals, Call to the Creek, Drama, Dance, Art, Building Pole Barns, Counters, Prayer Ministry, Nemail, Restoration Fellowship, just to name a few. This is the heart of Messiah that just loves to serve. And that's where I want to talk about serving because like I mentioned earlier, it has more to do with your heart than anything else. You know, last week when we talked about generosity, I told you we, I couldn't teach that one either because generosity is just a natural outpouring of realizing that you brought nothing into this world Everything that you have doesn't even belong to you. It belongs to God who gave it to you. And then someday when you leave this world, you can't take a nickel of it with you. It all belongs to God. And so a generous heart is one that says, God, it's all a gift from you, and I want to give it as an expression of my thanks and my gratitude for all that you are and all that you do. Well, serving is like it, except serving is even harder than giving. Because, he, because when you give, you write a check. That's pretty easy. But when you serve, you go yourself. And that's harder. Because you don't just get to write the check and then say, all right, now go do it. But we have the heart of Messiah is that you said, I'll go, I'll serve. That's what God wants me to do. That's what I'm going to go do. And I think that's harder than anything because generosity is giving of what you have and serving is giving of self. You know, we've encouraged you to be generous here at Messiah. And, and I just want to explain briefly why. See, generosity, your generosity goes for two primary things. First and foremost, what it does is, is it goes so that we can raise up more staff. Not to do ministry, but do you realize the purpose of staff here is to provide opportunities for you to serve. That's the whole purpose of staff. And staff knows that if they're not raising up opportunities for, for service for others, then they can't be on staff. It's that simple. And so because of your generation, generosity... Then we're able to bring people on board to provide lots of opportunities so that you can come serve or you can go serve. And then the second reason that when you're generous, it provides open doors and, and opportunities for us outside of this place to go create opportunities for you to go serve. 
And so generosity and serving go hand in hand. Because of generosity, we're able to do more and do more ministry. And more ministry is done through all of you. That's what it's all about. That's why we keep saying, please be generous. Because the more generous you are, the more opportunities we have for more people to serve than before. You know, not only though, do we serve here at Messiah. So many of you serve in ways that we know nothing about. And we recognize that. That most of the service that's done is outside of here. You know, it starts in your families. That when you serve your family, you're serving Christ. Some of you are serving at United Way. Some of you are serving out in a community. Some of you are serving at work. Some of you serve just out, which is fabulous. Keep doing what God's called you to do. And I want to tell you three things about service, which is really kind of amazing when you stop and think about it. Number one, do you realize that serving is the highest calling in life? There's no greater calling that when you serve others, and remember what serving is, it's giving of self. When you give of yourself, there's no higher calling. How do we know that? Look at verse 28. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Why did Jesus come? Was it so that we could serve him? Or was it the opposite, so that he could serve us? And when he gave up his life for us, is there anything greater in this whole life? I mean, just think about your life. Is there anything greater in your life than Christ dying for you? Is there anything else that's going to affect your whole eternity than Christ dying for you? There's no higher calling than giving of yourself on behalf of others. And Jesus did it as a ransom. Now, when you think about a ransom, if, if you think when, whenever like somebody gets kidnapped, they want a ransom. In exchange for the person, they'll give money. But you and I were held captive, if you will, to sin. And Jesus knew the only way to free us was to give up his life so that we could be freed. That's why this message here has been freedom. It's freedom to serve. We've been set free from captivity. And God gave us the example of serving. There's no higher calling. Number two, here's about serving. Do you know it's the greatest battle in our lives? I don't know about you, but it's a daily battle. It's a daily battle between what I want and what God wants. You ever go through that battle? That God says, this is what I want for you. And then God and I wrestle because, no, God, this is what I want to do. Well, Ed, this is what I want you to do today. No, I don't want to do that today. I want to do what I want to do today. No, I don't want to go do that. I want to go do this. And so it's a battle because it's a battle between what I want, my will, and it's a battle of God's will. And so it's the highest calling, and yet it's the greatest battle that we all face. Because we love, you know, why, just think about it for a minute. Why are restaurants packed? Because we like to do, to be what? 
served. See, let's be honest. We go to the restaurant because we like to be served. And then when we get a great job and great service, what do we do? We, we tip well. We're saying, oh, that was a great job. I'm going to give you extra because you did such a good job of serving me. We like that. And so there's this battle of, are we there to be served? Or are we here to serve? And we struggle. Well, there's one more thing. Serving has the highest impact in life. When Christ died, my life was changed forever. And I'm just talking personal, but I bet you could relate to this. My life is forever, I mean eternally changed, because Jesus gave up his life for me. That has had the greatest impact and altered more things in my life than anything else possibly could have done. Has he changed your life? If so, say amen. amen. See, because Christ died for us. He died for every one of us. And it's impacted our lives. Do you realize that when you serve others, it has an impact in their life? Think back over your life, okay? Just for a moment. Just go back, scan your whole life. Can you name the people that had the greatest impact in your life? Anybody? Can you name them? Of course you can. It probably starts with your parents. Then it probably carried on from a teacher who believed in you. It might have gone to a coach. Might have gone to a boss. Could have been a co-worker. Could have been a mentor. Could have been a friend. I can go back in my life and say, you know what? I know I am who I am because number one of who God made me. But I can look back and say, because this person impacted my life. This person impacted my life. This person impacted my life. And I can go right down the line and tell you all the people that impacted my life. And just for that reason, if you stop and think about it, people have had the greatest impact in my life than anything else. First God, and then all the people that impacted my life. See, when we serve others, we don't realize sometimes the impact that we have. If you're a parent, you've got one of the greatest impacts in the lives of your kids. That they will do as you did. They will listen to your advice and they may not follow it right away. I mean, I've got a teenager. I understand this. I've got teenagers. But later on, I know from being a teenager, you follow their advice. Grandparents, think about the impact you have on the lives of your grandchildren. Don't ever underestimate when you give of self the impact that it has. But remember, the greatest impact came because of a Savior who gave his life as a ransom. I want you to think for a minute about just your daily life. How many opportunities do we pass by that God gives us an opportunity to, to give of self for the impact of others? How many of those do we walk past? How many of those 
Do we grab onto? You know, if you go back to the drama, just think about that drama for just a moment. You know, it was really sad. Here was a heart that never changed. And because that heart was never changed, it was all about that one person. But when our hearts change, that's when we reach out and we give of ourselves to others. And this isn't a, you have to, you better. But it's saying, God, help me do this. Change my heart that I might give of myself. Well, Lori, come on over here. I've asked Lori. Um, Lori's got an amazing story to share about something that happened not too long ago that a lot of you are aware of. And, um, and the impact of people that they had on her life. Lori? On June 28th, it was a Monday, about 10 o'clock at night, my husband and I were on, on his motorcycle. And it's something we enjoy doing. Um, it, was, it was an amazing night. We had visited the bay and we're in awe of God. And we decided we probably better get home. So we went on uh, 13 to come back to Midland. I'm not familiar with the area. And uh, we hit a deer going 55 miles an hour. And at that very moment, I had no idea how our life was going to change. If it was going to change, there was, a, there was a lot of ifs. But when the dust settled, I was able to get up, but my husband was not. And I didn't know what was going on with him. He wasn't responsive to me, but I could hear him breathing. And there wasn't any traffic at that moment. It was night. And we're in black, and some of our reflective stuff had, you know, been left on the road. And I didn't know what was going to happen. A truck came. He saw us just in the nick of time, veered off. I'm very thankful for that man. His name is Leonard. And he was a great help to us. But it was amazing what happened after that. Those next few moments, emotionally, Mentally, I was going through quite a bit. I don't even think I've processed it all. But what God did was he brought people to us. And this was the part that will, um, you want to talk about an impact. This is the part that, that I will forever be thankful for. People stopped their lives. People we did not know. People who just wanted to help. And God sent people who prayed over us, laid hands on my husband, prayed for the people who were going to come and, and take care of us. And they stayed with us, and they didn't leave. And that may not sound like much, but think about how many times, I know how many times I've driven past situations. I have, I have just not put myself out there because I need to get to, am expected at, don't have time for. But these dear people who I have no idea who they are, they took 45 minutes of their life, they stopped it, and they stayed with us. They prayed with us. And I have never experienced a peace and joy the way that I did that night. So I thank them. And I know that I never, I probably will not see them. I don't know that they would even recognize me. I don't know that I would recognize them if I ran into them here. But I know that one day 
One day in heaven, I will see them, and I hope I am able to express the difference that they have made in our lives. Because there will not be a time when God says in my heart, my head nudges me through the Holy Spirit and says, stop, that I will miss that. Because I know that someone is in need at that time. They were the hands and feet of Jesus. And it wasn't a ministry. It was just their life and their heart. And it was beautiful. And I just, I am so thankful for them. If you would, we're going we're gonna to pray to God, and, and then we're going to continue in a worship song that you may or may not know, but it totally sums up what we learned today and what we experienced today. And if you know it, join in. If not, hopefully the words will impact your heart and you'll take it out with you. Heavenly Father, awesome God, we just thank you. We thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to love you, to know the love that you have for us so that we can love one another that way. People that we don't know yet, people that we've met, either way, the love that we have should be open for them. And God, I pray that you will just bless this faith family and all of those that are hearing this word, this message today, that help us to remember, God, that Jesus served us in the most ultimate sacrifice ever. And we can do just a little bit for the next person to make their lives just that much better and bring you into, the, into their lives too, Lord God. We just thank you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.